party. New technology. I love it, man. man I, me too. I was just digging on our song. You know, we normally don't hear that song uh, when we do our intro. So why don't you uh, let them all know what's going on here? So we use a tool called Zencaster. Uh, Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R. So no E if you were spelling Zencaster phonetically. And... Um, and that's what we use to record our podcasts. It's a really great tool. We can both just dial into the same link and we record it and it does a good job of editing and equalizing. And uh, I'm sure if you were a pro, there's better tools. But for two hacks like us who just like to talk, it's a great tool. Well, they recently upgraded their service and this is the first episode where we're recording and like there's all these cool bells and whistles, one of which is we can record in to our intro music and hear it as we're coming in. I got to tell you, it got me all jacked up. Me too. Me too. I, I was my, my foot was thumping and I was uh, rocking to the beat. Yeah. So today is Marty started uh, our little pre-call talk with I'm going to get you fired up today. And my response to him was that's not going to be hard since um, I one just got back from the gym. I've had at least a pot of coffee, if not more today. And uh, uh, for third, um, today is launch day of the record. We're recording this on launch day of Elevate Twenty Four, Three, Two. Main engine start. <laughs> Lift off of Elevate so, Two Thousand and Seventeen. Oh, I know. So we've been. It's been four or five months now in the actual tactical. This coming from a logistical, tactical standpoint, it's been almost a year since we really kind of made the decision to move forward. And um, today, the first emails went out about our early bird registration and all that kind of stuff. So if you're on the Agency Nation newsletter or if you opted in for early notifications, uh, you got an, an email today. You're going to get an email for the next four days until Friday. So if you're list- this will go out on the Monday of the week of launch so if you're listening to this, the week of that this episode came out, you can get um, you can get uh, a ticket to Agency Nation Elevate 2017 for $475. That's $200 off the standard price, which would be $675. And uh, I'm just I'm just super excited about it. We've got uh, a ton of great sponsors rolling in. The sponsorship uh, uh, interest has been incredible. The you know we have almost five hundred dude speakers. Well, yeah, I mean, the speakers are just, I don't even know what to say about Mind speakers. Mind-blowing is what we're talking about. Yeah, it's, to be honest with you, I am humbled to a certain extent that so many incredible thought leaders and agents who do this every day and um, marketing thinkers and carrier professionals and that all these people would be willing to take time and, and come to our event. And, um, and bring their knowledge to, bring their uh, knowledge, all, of, yeah. to all of our yeah. attendees. That's what's the cool part of it. Is. Yeah, because, I mean, this is people's lives, right? And they're coming here to share. So we have, you know, I'll just, I'll just kind of run through the day. And if I miss any of the speakers, please, you will get pr- plenty of pubs. So don't, don't hate me if I don't list you here. I'm just kind of rattling this off right off the top of my head. Um, we have Matt Nickerson, the president of Safeco, Ted Devine, the CEO of Insurion, Marcus Sheridan, one of, if not uh, the best. I, you know, how do you, Sales how do you, lion. yeah, how do you chop up the best? A top, a top five easy marketing speaker in the industry today. He's going to blow minds. Uh, very excited to have him. We have uh, Aaron Nutting, Nicholas Ayers, 
Joey G and Gola, Jeff Roy coming down from Canada. We have Chris Langell, Brent Kelly, the very dynamic, one of my mentors in this business, Emily Hewling, who I absolutely love, is going to come and just rock people's world. Uh, we have Derek Coburn from who wrote uh, Networking is Not Working, and, and he's going to put a spin on building a professional network uh, that you've never heard before. And, and seriously, if you listen to that talk alone, you will come away with you know, 10 X the value that you get, uh, for the ticket price. So, I mean, that's just, that's just a high level list. We have let's, Kiki let's Aaron from the go insurance agent app, uh, Bob Russell, the CEO of the big eye, Michael Preem from, uh, modern marketing. We have, um, uh, Jeff bear from foremost is going to be our closing keynote on day one. Uh, oh my gosh, the, the list just goes on and on. And, and this is just, we haven't even finalized all the speakers yet. And we already have 20 plus dynamic speakers. Um, it's almost going to be overload. And I'll be honest with you, I'm actually starting to worry about who's going to, who am I going to get to speak next year? I'm going to use all the, I'm going to use everybody up. No, I'm kidding. It, um, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. If you're listening to this podcast and you're on the fence, um, you will get, what you spend out of this conference. If you, if you, the, 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 it's not an insignificant amount of money. I know that, you know, you, you're, you're paying 500 bucks for a ticket. You got to pay for airflare, uh, hotel. I get that, but we're giving you six meals. You're getting six meals and you're getting incredible speakers networking. Like you've never believed. We have a cocktail hour on Sunday, the brat bonanza on Monday night. I mean, I know this is a hardcore sales pitch. I just, this is the thing that has been like drilling a hole in my brain since, uh, you know, for five months now. So um, you will not be disappointed in what you get from this conference. I absolutely guarantee that this is going to be, this is going to be rock star stuff. Um, and, uh, and in the words of uh, the fabulous Aaron Nutting, it will be gangsterific. That's what she said on Facebook today. And uh, I have to listen to her. So that's where we're at today, Marty. That's why I don't think, I don't think it'll be hard to fire me up. I'm already there. <laughs> well, I'm just going to reiterate for our uh, customers that are listening and paying attention that air flare is going to be very expensive that's double what you pay for air, air flare, flare yeah <laughs> yeah air flare yeah that's when you, that's when uh sparkles and rainbows come down from the ceiling on you air flare yeah all right uh I, so uh i was looking at something that i found on uh, cb insights that sort of piqued my interest and uh, i thought maybe that would be a great place for us to start today um, sort of a compare and contrast between two, uh, two sort of, uh, startups out of the late 1990s. That's yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that was, uh, dot com bubble one, uh, as they refer to it. And, um, as, as happened, uh, two different, uh, startup digital insurance companies went in two different directions. One household name, the second one e-coverage. Nobody probably on this, uh, podcast even has an idea that they were in business, much less that they were trying to be one of the uh, revolutionary con- companies that was out there. Uh, I had never heard of them. I had never heard of the, of e-coverage. Yeah. And to be frank, ne- neither had I. So, uh, um, very interesting, but you know, the, the difference, uh, is that, uh, as I said, and some of you, uh, were heavily, uh, involved in that, uh, dot-com bubble. Um, I know I was from an investor standpoint, I watched, uh, 
a sig- not a not insignificant uh, number of uh, what I thought was my personal net worth vaporize <laughs> over the cost. I mean, I'm talking like six figures every day. This one stock I had was just going up and up and up and up, and suddenly it was worth nothing. So, uh, oh well, easy come, easy go. So, uh, but you know, the interesting thing was both of these companies started with the same exact um, concept, which was that there was an opportunity that was not uh, being addressed. You had um, the, the the normal um, captive agency uh, carriers, and you had the independent agency carriers, but there wasn't anybody really that was taking this new animal called the internet and trying to create uh, a a direct to consumer play. And so that's where these two companies, as I said, the first one, e-coverage, which no longer exists. And then, of course, the second one, I think everybody knows, e-surance, now a uh, part of Allstate. So um, I thought there were some interesting parallels we could draw here um, between the two. And, and one was their relationship to the industry. Another one was sort of how uh, they did business. And, and, and I want to bring those lessons sort of to the, to the genre that you and I talk about all the time, Ryan. And that is sort of what's going on today and, and, and what do we have that we can agree is sort of uh, a flash in the pan versus um, what we should maybe be taking note of and 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 um, arming ourselves appropriately. Yeah, one thing I thought, dude, just before we get into it yeah. here, one one thought I had when when you first sent me this and I looked over it um, was how much. Let me ask you this question. This is very legitimate. <clears throat> uh, how much do you think the dot com bubble? set back uh, independent agents from adopting digital tools. Because think about the two companies that we're going to talk about here today, right? Um, there were the, E-coverage wasn't the only insurance-related technology company that fell apart during the dot-com bubble, right? So one of the pieces of pushback that we get all the time, I actually just got, um, since I am, I, I have officially taken the, the torch from Marty as um, bearer of hate towards TrustedJoyce.com and Agency Nation. Everyone <laughs> You're seems welcome to, tar- to keep that title for yeah. at least the next six months. All yeah, right. everyone seems to target me now. Um, I just get tagged on Facebook. There should just be like a special like, <laughs> I hate uh, Agency Nation tag Ryan Hanley uh, <laughs> Slash loser. <laughs> yeah, loser, yeah. <laughs> Who's this dipshit? Ah, I'm sorry. Um, so, beep. <laughs> yeah, if there was a bleep, we would do it right there. I, I'll, you'll all have to live with that curse. So, uh, but, but this is a very serious question. So, a lot of them reference the fact that uh, these types of technology have come up before, and companies like eCoverage, who there's actually a quote that is so telling, I know you're going to read it, so I'm not going to ruin it, um, that, that companies like this have come up, said they're going to wipe us out, wipe the independent agency channel out, that we don't know what we're doing, and then they fall apart and they go away. And the independent agent carries on, right? So if, if some of these companies had stuck in the late 90s and, and, and continued to grow, if more of them had made an impact, then today our conversation, we might, not, might still not be dragging IAs along inside the digital channel. Uh, I mean, there could be a lot worse scenario. I mean, they could have taken, they could have cut our industry in half. I mean, maybe bad things would have happened, but we wouldn't be dragging so many of our brothers and sisters into the digital era today. So, you know, what do you think the impact of the bubble bursting and so many of these companies that were supposed to wipe the channel out 
What do you think that impact was? I mean, you were there when it happened. You saw a lot of the reaction. Yeah. So, you know, something that uh, some of our listeners may or may not be aware of is that back in the day, uh, I was responsible for for Applied Systems Comparative Rating uh, Group. And so because of that, we had a lot of these guys show up on our doorstep, right? They had the next world beater um the next world beater idea. And so they, so they wanted, you know, to access to our comparative rating so that they could, you know, so they could put everybody out of business. So I did see a lot of these deals, um, uh, coming through our doors. Um, so I think there's two different sort of perspectives to it. One, which is, uh, been very, uh, detrimental and, and sort of it, it, it lends to the, um, to that, I think over reliance on we're so com- our industry is so c- complicated that it's impossible for somebody to do it a different way, right? And I think that that gives us a false sense of security as an industry. You know, nobody's going to be able to do it any better than we do because you know we've got armies of actuaries and it's taken us years to build the claims network and blah 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 blah. Well, okay, maybe. But I, I, you know, don't ever uh, sneer at, uh, you know, what is possible. So that's the first thing. The second thing I think is a little bit, you know, there's a little more blood on the good blood on the floor. And that is, I think, some well-meaning and forward-thinking agencies and insurance companies, you know, they they thought about it. They made well-reasoned decisions to get involved. And then the stuff blew up. And so you had people who maybe literally in some instances bet their careers on being able to do this. And then when it didn't, when it didn't happen, they marginalized themselves, maybe to, you know, to the worst extent, marginalized themselves out of a job, right? But at the very least, their positions um, were, were somehow not looked at as, as, as seriously as they might have been had there been some success. So, so I would say from those two perspectives primarily, what do you say? Yeah, no, I mean, that makes complete sense to me. I, I think that <clears throat> I do think that uh, there's been a lot of kind of boy who cried wolf startups come into the, come into the thing and then uh, come into our industry and obviously it, it, the the publications not you know not that you blame anybody you have to report on them we have to you know make people aware of these things so you talk about them and then they don't come to fruition and I'm actually working on an article right now which you know based on everything that we have going on I don't know when the heck it'll be out it's but published in um, 2029 yeah. but it's called uh, the title of the article is death by a thousand startups and it really it's actually a topic it's a concept that we talked a little bit about in a prior episode. And I really think that the IA channel, this is my, this is my true belief, right? I, I think we're in a true kind of, I don't want to say capitalistic, but uh, I think that we're getting to what will ultimately be a true meritocracy. And there will be IAs that do perfectly fine and never go away. There'll be IAs who have been struggling and they will join a cluster and they'll start to group together like is already, you know, there's there's a trend in our industry of clustering or joining aggregators or, you know, there's, that, that's happening. I think there are a lot of different ways that our industry will transition. Will the idea of an independent insurance agent ever go away? I, I just, I cannot see it. But I do think the days of 
a, a, an independent, solely owned, local, uh, independent agency on a street corner and every small town in America, I do think those days are numbered. Um, that doesn't mean that that same business won't be there. They'll just be part of a larger organization or maybe they'll be owned by a bank or, uh, God forbid, they'll be a captive or a direct there or something. It's, 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 it's just, I think we're going to see the, what it means to be an independent insurance agent. And I think this is a really good question and good topic to, to have because you start to talk about cover hounds and shurions, bold penguins, M brokers, um, uh, there's just a lot of these carrier, or a lot of the, I shouldn't say carriers. There's a lot of these um, uh, agency sales organizations that are popping up that don't fit the classic IA look and feel. And I recently had a, some a really interesting discussion inside um, a Facebook group about Insurion and who 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 are they? What do they do? Um, you know. You, it's cla- it's like it's like anything misinformation abound you know what i mean followed by anger and and uh and then you know you start to get when people start to get an understanding of the fact that you know insurion um for better or for worse right is really an independent insurance agency who who went out and found 30 million bucks they're run like an independent insurance agency they pick up the phone they've just taken $30 million and levered and used it to leverage technology and advertising and partnerships to drive more business into their organization than the standard local single location independent agency. But when people say, oh, you know, I could never be in Shurion, I look at them and I say, that's your, that's your fault. You could go out and, and, and pound the pavement and maybe you couldn't get 30 million, but if you wanted to go get money and give somebody a piece of ownership in your business in exchange for leveraging that money into technology and advertising and, and driving more business in and, and working faster and scaling, every single person listening to this podcast could potentially do that because there are tons of people that want to find the person who can scale selling insurance. It's just not easy to do. And in, in Insurion, for his, his amazing job as Ted is doing over there, He's got his own problems he's got to deal with, and a lot of them are all the same problems that all of us deal with every day. So I think the conversation around what an IA actually is, what does that actually mean to be an independent agent, I think that's changing, and that's another big thing that's going to come up uh, in our conversations in the future too is I think today we think street corner, small town America, and I just think that will just that will only be one version of an IA in the future. There will be many, many different slices of what an independent insurance agent is. Luddites all across the industry, fire up your typewriters. And the address is ryan.hanley <laughs> at trustedchoice.com. No, you, you can't hate me for that answer. I said independent <laughs> agents are going to stick around. No, I know, but you hit touched about 49 hot buttons in that thing, so... I'm sure that guy that wants to sue me for sexual harassment is going to send me a letter, though, for something. Oh, okay, we can't... We, uh, you're getting me off topic, man. I can't think about this stuff. So... So, uh, so, so, so this is what happens when we haven't done an episode in a while. <laughs> so getting back, getting back on to track and you almost kind of impinged on our second topic in the first session here, man, I gotta, gotta, I gotta keep control of you better. I have to, so, I have to thesaurus impinge and find out yes. what it means. <laughs> back to our topic. So, so 
e-coverage, this company that uh, has sort of, you know, disappeared without a trace under the waves, um, had a, a, a number of um, a number of characteristics of uh, some of the people that we have seen come into our space, right? And uh, <clears throat> I have railed previously on um, what I call the, uh, you know, the B-school elite folks, not 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 category B, but B for business. You know, the, the guys coming out of the Ivy League that think because, uh, you know, they went to one of the hotshot schools and might have had a little job for a couple of years with one of the consulting companies that they're smarter than the rest of us. And they're going to show us, you know, insurance morons how this business works. Right. So so number one, a little bit of hubris. Number two, um, you know, taking the attitude that you're gonna um you're that our that our business is fundamentally built on um corrupt business practices that we you know that our profit rates are you know something uh usurious that that uh that that our business is is built from fleecing um the elderly and the unwise and 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 so they go combative on the industry. Um, and so I love the fact that these guys went, you know, early in their fundraising career, they went to a, a well-established insurance company and they sat down in the room with uh, the, the people who ha had access to the capital that they needed and they got called out for the, the, the wannabes that they were, yep. you know. So, boys, yeah. how long have you been in the insurance is the quote that, oh, a couple of months now was the response, right? So, okay, well, maybe you haven't uh, haven't got enough experience that you know what, what you're doing. And, and the combative attitude, we've recently seen that with, uh, you know, the pronouncements that um, – the leadership at Lemonade makes, you know, that that we're in business to 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 to, um, to prevent our policyholders from being appropriately compensated at time of loss. I, I take I take offense at that dramatically. Yeah, what I find to be interesting, and I think you know, we've talked about this a lot on the show, is that um, is that the the insure tech startups who seem to have a feel for the business and seem like they may gain a foothold and be part of those kind of death by a thousand insure tech startups idea that I'm writing about are the ones who have at some point or at some in some part of their business they have insurance expertise and actually um, uh, in this article they com they're comparing eSurance who survived the bubble and eCoverage who did not survive. And um, and there's a quote in here that says, uh, referring to e-coverage, they were just a bunch of tech guys who didn't know anything about insurance, whereas e-surance were a bunch of insurance guys that didn't know anything about technology. And I think from my own perspective, what I'm finding is you have, you have to have insurance expertise to make it as a startup in this business. The, the MBA guys who come in with no real industry knowledge, um, just tech knowledge, I, they struggle mightily. I, one, because I don't think they're ready for how long it takes to get anything done in this industry. It just takes time. I actually was speaking to uh, Derek Hyde, our CTO, about this earlier today because we were talking about a couple companies that we compete against. And I said the advantage is that, is that uh, we have the wherewithal to wait them out. 
You know what I mean? That's that's part of the deal is that when we go into a process, we understand it's going to take an insurance carrier 12 months to make a decision. Even if the decision is for $100, it's going to take them a long time to make a decision. And that's I'm not knocking them. That is just the pace of things. And it is a disadvantage in some stand, in some aspects, but it is also it's also part of the reality of how a company with 10,000 people and, you know, a billion dollar market cap, that's how fast these companies move. And if they were to move faster, it would actually be it would create risk opportunities where they don't necessarily need them. So it makes complete sense. And these startups don't understand the the little idiosyncrasies and 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 the kind of dynamics and politics of the industry, and thus they get smashed against the rocks. Which is ultimately, if you kind of read between the lines of e coverage, what ended up happening. Whereas insurance, who had the industry expertise. You can buy, you can hire people that know technology. You can figure out technology, right? I mean, there's there's nothing, there is no technology that's coming out from any insure tech startup today that is like so advanced that you're like, oh, they invented time travel. You know what I mean? Like there is, there's not, it's just, it's, it's uh, maybe faster connections, maybe a more open API, maybe um, a slicker back end, maybe um, an easier integration, uh, maybe uh, you know they, they've built uh, some sort of platform that has a nicer uh, user interface. But ultimately, it comes down to hard relationships. Will Carrier A allow you into their system to create real-time quotes, yes or no? If the answer is no, it doesn't matter how great your technology is, right? It doesn't matter if it's mobile. It doesn't matter if it floats in the sky in front of your face. It doesn't matter if you can't build those relationships, don't understand how to get in those doors, and can't ultimately produce on the back end, which is what every single vendor, every single carrier, and ultimately uh, every single agent who uses a lot of these tools or are involved in these transactions um, that's what they want, right? You have to produce results. And, you know, and we have our own struggles with that, but um, it always comes back, in my personal opinion, to the relationships. And if you don't come in either eyes wide open to that or with those relationships in hand, you're going to get smashed against the rocks. Yeah. And so that, therein lies the whole challenge, right? So how, so how do you create that mix of people who, are, um, who understand the realities of the way the industry works with those people who are um, wide-eyed futurists and 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 know how or, or have a vision. They may not know exactly how to do it, but they have a vision of how it could how how um, the world could be changed. And then making sure that everybody's timeline right, because typically the the, the wide eyed futurists they're pretty impatient folks. Yeah, yeah, and. I just think so so what's the point of this conversation? You know, that's that's kind of where we're getting to. I think the point is uh is is this. Um we can't close our eyes to any insure tech startup who has any level of insurance expertise. And actually um Lemonade who, you know, for the most part I think is completely I think it's a completely ludicrous idea. Um, the more that I get to know it, they actually have turned some corners in my mind from going to be kind of the next really cool story that doesn't go anywhere to potentially um, someone who sticks around because they've made a few hires 
out of insurance companies. So they've taken some some executives from insurance companies and brought them in in different roles. I think uh, operational manager, um, uh, also uh, a head of underwriting, who they already had someone who had been in the industry, but they brought um, they brought another executive in from a more managerial standpoint. And these are really great hump, uh, hires for a company like Lemony because it it brings in that expertise that you have to have. Um, so I think we can't discount all the players. It's not going to be any one player. It's going to be, you know, like it's, like I've said, the, the title of this post, and obviously you're not even going to want to read it now because you know what the whole be- the deal is, but um, it's going to be a thousand of these guys that are going to nick away a half a percentage point of our... Cumulative results. Yeah, the cumulative everybody. result is going to be... A, a re- potentially, obviously, there are ways that we can fight back against this as an industry. If we if we come together, if we start to understand that you have to tell your story online, if uh, we understand you have to pick up the phone at least during daytime hours, um, uh, you know, there are ways that we can fight back against this. But if we just business as usual, um, head in the sand kind of stuff, it's going to be a percentage point here, a tenth of a point here, three tenths of a point here, and all that there's going to be all these additional players, some of which will be called IAs, some of which will be called carriers, some will be hybrids, some will be IAs owned directly by carrier. There'll be all different versions of ways that that insurance can be uh, procured, and um, all of them will eat into the traditional single location um, only open 9.30 to 4.30 independent insurance agency, all of them together will create a significant impact in our industry. Um, obviously, there are ways to fight back against that. Uh, uh, you know, you look at what a lot of the people who are coming to our conference, Aaron Nutting is doing, what Nicholas Ayers is doing, what Jeff Roy is doing up in Canada. I mean, Jeff Roy is, is going to town up there, gangbusters. And um, I can't wait to hear what he has to say. And uh, a boot. These, That's what he's going to say. A boot. <laughs> I think. I think he he's got a funny thing around the word a. You know, it's always like something something a. I can't even do it. Yeah. But um, a? but that's what, yeah. that's that's that, that's us up north here too. Yeah, sure. A? I actually the other day. I the other day you I need met, a broker. Uh, a. I was down in Florida on vacation with my wife, and uh, we met this this nice uh, this nice older couple at the at the pool, and they were talking, asking us about our kids and stuff. And and they had they and the the wife kept saying, "Hey, like you know, like you just said." And I go, oh, "Are you from like Minnesota?" And she looked at me horrified, and she's like, "No, we we are from Vancouver." And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, "You sound like you're from Northern Minnesota." And uh, and she just like it was like she couldn't get the stink off her fast enough. Yeah, well, it's pretty rural up there. Vancouver's <laughs> Vancouver's very uh, metropolitan and you know progressive. Northern Minnesota's like you know we call them uh, wood ticks up there. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, all right, so let's let's wrap this thing up and get on to part two, where I'm going to let you kind of uh, pontificate for a little bit here. So so the thing that I thought that was the most interesting about this article, and I'm gonna I'm gonna synopsize a little bit because you guys don't want to hear me read this whole last two sentences, but um, essentially here's the way that the guy from uh, eSurance wraps his little component of this article. Um, although people remember the super cool stuff we did, well, now I'm, I'm, uh, they, d- they don't realize that behind all of that was some pretty gut-wrenching moments in the company's history. Building and funding innovative companies is not for the faint of heart, and that was certainly true for eSurance. 
The thing that resonated with me on this on this very specific point was, to some degree, that's our story. Our story being TrustedChoice.com, Ryan and Marty, uh, you know, as the sort of uh, public face of that. Um, we've had our ups and downs, and it's been gut wrenching at times, Ryan and I. And and honestly, um, I think. Some people now, you know, as we start to mature and, and as we start looking at new opportunities, um, people are finding opportunities to take shots at us. And somehow that we've lost our roots, that we, you know, have forgotten who our audience is and that kind of stuff. And I thought maybe you'd want to talk a little bit about the trials and tribulations um, the successes we've seen recently and sort of the opportunities that we have uh, moving forward and, and how that's designed to um, help yeah. rather than hurt. So I think to a certain extent, uh, for anyone who has built their agency from scratch that we're, uh, we're, we're preaching to the choir, I think you, you probably understand to a certain extent, though your company might not be as, as public uh, in terms of you know, getting, you know, putting messages out into the world that could be uh, questioned. Um, though I, I wouldn't actually say, so from my standpoint, um, and it's funny, I was actually just talking to a guy the other day that I'm trying to recruit uh, for for our company. And, uh, you know, he was just asking me a little bit about, and we're Facebook private messaging, and I'm talking back and forth about uh, just trustchoice.com and Agency Nation and what we do every day and that kind of stuff. And I just said, I said, do you like to have the crap beat out of you every single day. And and I and it's I don't mean that like people sending us negative messages cuz that that's just such a it's fun to complain about it. Like it is fun to complain about anything. <laughs> but that really is such a tiny little tiny little piece of our business or of what have of the of the of the toughness. The the tough part is and and this is why anyone who has built an agency from scratch, I have um, regardless of their viewpoint on the future of the industry or or any of that other stuff. I hold them in the highest esteem because um, even though I came into this company uh, only a little over two years ago, um, which means I missed the first year of kind of the rebirth, um, and I certainly missed the two or three years, you know, of the, we'll call those the dark ages, um, you know, I missed that part. Uh, uh, just just the last two and a half years have been an incredible experience, They and and um and when I say get the crap beat out of you, what I mean is um, there is no easy day, right? There's no I'm gonna show up today. I'm gonna answer a few emails. I'm gonna I'm gonna see what the baseball scores were. You know what's what's going on on Yahoo today. I mean, there's literally no time for that. There's no time to um, there's no time to waste. There's no time to turn your brain off. You are going because there's so much going on. There's so many different initiatives. There's so many things that have to be done, and they have to actually be done, right? Um, they, they have to get done. Someone has to do them, and that may sound like an obvious statement, but I think that it's not. It's it's it. You have to do all these things. We we have an email campaign going out for the launch of Agency Nation Elevate 2017. All those emails have to be written. They have to be edited, even though I messed up on the very first word of today's email. Um, they have to have 
images put with them. They have to be put into the email marketing system. They have to have the campaign uh, automation set up. I have to have the tracking set up. I have to make sure the landing page is set up. I have to make sure the registration page actually works and takes money if people actually want to attend, that we're being notified after, that the reporting links are set up, that the follow-up sequence is being set up. I mean, that's a lot of stuff. And you do it all. And then I send Marty through it and he's like, that's broke. That doesn't work. You spelled that word wrong. That sentence doesn't make sense. And and that's what Marty's supposed to do, right? I mean, that, that's not a knock. That's how we work together. And you you have to be humble. You have to be, but you also have to be doggedly stubborn. Uh, you have to be open-minded, but you also have to have a narrow focus on what needs to get done. Um, it is a, a constant... Um, uh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna miss the words here, but like you are constantly there's constantly opposing forces fighting on you. We have to think of the bigger picture, but understand how this tiny but but still complete this tiny little component and and then fit the component into the messaging of the larger thing. And then you know, God forbid, the click to get a coupon button is a little too small for people. So you know, and they add, start acting like they've never used e-commerce before, and then you gotta fix that right? Because it's not their fault. You got to go back in and you got to fix it, make that button a little bigger so that people can see it. Or, Hey, it shouldn't be a button. It should be a field. And then should the apply button be automatic or should you have to click the apply button? And it's just a million little tiny decisions that go into whether or not the product works. People like it. Um, you make one change that 20 people like and 10 people don't like it. And then it's, well, who's right, right? So just because these 20 people like it doesn't mean these 10 people are wrong. Is there a way that you can make both happy? Maybe, maybe not, probably not. Okay, so these people are just gonna have to be unhappy. I mean, it is, it is. you know, we're building something that has never existed before. Um, you know, and then, you know, you you have your motivations. The hardest thing for me, I think, personally, and uh, is when people question our motivation, that somehow we're not in it for the independent agent, that's probably the hardest for me. I definitely take that personally. Uh, I try really hard not to, but I do. My wife is an independent agent. I was an independent agent for eight years. My entire family, my sister-in-law, my brother-in-law, my father-in-law, my kid's future, all my niece and nephew's future, uh, my my other brother-in-law who who doesn't work inside that business but owns his own independent agency, right? So they, he's got an e-agency. Our entire, my, my entire livelihood is built on the success of the independent insurance agent. And, you know, and then when people will say things like, oh, you're a sellout, um, because, because, you know, one feature they don't like or whatever, or, you know, the, the price of Elevate is 475 and not 325 which somehow that $150 in their mind triggers that we're, you know, we're selling out or something. I, it's, you know, whatever. It's all good. I, I don't mean to complain and I, and I shouldn't because I, I consider myself incredibly blessed for being able to work at this company, work with people like Marty and Chip and Derek and Sydney and Nissa and Hannah and Adam and Jennifer and Amy and Dave and 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 Sophie and Joe and Jordan. I'm going to forget people. Rob, you know, uh, Lori, Mike Winnick. Vi- I mean, these people live and die the independent insurance agency system. And do we have to make tough decisions? Shit, yes, we do. Every day we have to make tough decisions. I come home, my wife will look at me and I'll be like, I had to make seven decisions today that could make or break each one of those individual components. You know what I mean? Like each one of those additional things, whatever that thing was, I had to make a decision today that could destroy it, that people could just hate it, 
you know, they could take this message wrong. This could not work and a thousand people could see it and that could be over. So it's, this business is just, it's, it's awesome. It is really awesome. It is, uh, it is such a challenge. I have never felt so connected to a group of people like IAs. Some day, well, I should say, some days I feel incredibly connected to them. Some people say I feel like I don't understand them at all, but, but that's okay, right? I mean, you got to keep, you got to keep pushing and working and, and, uh, and do what we, what we, we think, you know, our best, we do every day what we believe is in the best interest of the channel, right? That's our independent agents. That's the carriers that support them. That's the vendors that support them. We have relationships with all those pieces and we have to make decisions that connect them all together and help grow the channel. Cause as you yeah. and I have said a thousand times, it's only together that we succeed. It's only together. And I hear this nonsense talking. I'm sorry, I'm way off course. And this is pe- people have probably already checked out, but I hear this talk, um, that's very anti-association, right? I've, I've hear this, you, you know, uh, IAOA, uh, the Facebook group for agency owners has basically built their platform on lambasting the, the association. And I can understand it, right? I mean, I can understand how, you know, some, you know, you're writing a check every year and you feel a little disenfranchised and it's easy to take a pot shot at the association. And I think that, I think that's the wrong way to go about it. If you feel that the association is not operating the way that you would like it to operate, then how about you do something about it? How about you, you step up to the plate? There's, there's 22,000 independent insurance agents that are part of the big guys. There's another 20, there's 27,000 locations. There's over, what is it? 300,000 people, 300,000 agency personnel, human beings that work inside. Uh, the big eye universe uh, for the independent insurance agency channel. And to think that this organization, which has got us through the last hundred years um, through politics, through things like, I mean, here's something, you know, and I don't mean to knock IAOA. I just don't appreciate that their platform is anti-association. I wish it was, here's what we do for you. Um, uh, here's what we do for you from a, from a positive standpoint. Um, and I know they do a lot of good things. I'm, I'm not against them. I could see why someone would want to be a part of that group. I'm, I'm not knocking IAOA. I just don't appreciate the anti-association talk. But, um, but again, that's their, that's their position and that's fine. Um, I just think, I think that we can work together. And if there's a pieces of a state association or a national association that as a group, there's a, there's a contingency that they would like to, to change or improve or, 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 uh, modify, then do it from within, do it as a group together because, you know, no one and people who listen to the, to the episode I did with, uh, Nathan Rydell heard, I mean, if it wasn't for the government affairs division of the of the independent insurance agents and brokers of America, you might have to answer not just to your state insurance department, but also to a nationally mandated insurance department. You would have two different, possibly conflicting insurance departments that you would have to make every decision about your business based on. And that legislation was killed by the government affairs team that works for the independent insurance agents and brokers of America. So don't sit back on your high horse and tell me that the the association doesn't do anything for you. If nothing else, every single dollar of your dues that possibly helps, and I know there's insure pack and and all that kind of stuff too, and that's a different thing, but... 
if, if any of those dollars from your dues go to supporting what those individuals do, then every single dollar is worth what you pay. So, you know, because the agents that aren't a part of the association get the benefit as much as the ones that aren't, and those are the ones that like to throw the stone. So I guess I just, I, I wish that there was less um, negativity and more uh, kind of camaraderie in what we do because we are under attack. There is a whole, there was 1,600 people in Vegas at InsureTech Connect and every single one of those people outside of maybe the maybe the 100 or so that were in the independent channel, there were, say, a solid 1,500 people there that would love to put every single one of us out of business. And they got money and they got, they got technology. And if they get a little bit of insurance expertise, they're going to come gunning for us. So I just let, wish that me, we could work together a little yeah, more. Let me, let me wrap this up, all right? I think it's safe to say that uh, here at TrustedChoice.com, we are all about the independent channel. We are your biggest supporters. And yes, some days we're going to challenge you. We want to do what's right for this, for our channel so that we can continue to be the dominant force in insurance that we have been for the last couple hundred years. If you think that that means that we're going to support the status quo, if we think that the status quo is wrong, you're sadly mistaken. We are going to challenge this entire industry to continue to grow, to, to, be, to, to continue to develop, to be what we know we can be, which is the biggest and the baddest force yeah. in, in the insurance business. But that doesn't mean that we're going to just sit idly by and because it's always been that way, that that's the way it's going to be in the future. Yeah, we can evolve, right? It's I think I think what we talk about every day is is being part of the evolution of the channel. We don't want to be the destructors. We don't want to separate ourselves. We don't want to become our own thing. We want to be part of and help facilitate the evolution of the channel. There will people who will fight that because there are people who simply do not like change. There are people who don't need to change because it's time, you know, they're, they're hitting their time in their life where they want to go to their next thing. But there are a lot of people who the independent channel is the next 20, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40 years of their life. And it's those people that I think um, are the ones who have gravitated to the Agency Nation message, to the Agency Nation University. Um, thank you to all our university members. You guys are killing it. If you want to get, learn more, go to university.agencynation.com. Uh, and the people who will attend Elevate, who are going to have their minds blown. They're going to have a hell of a time. They're going to meet a lot of cool people. And, um, and they're going to get a handshake from me if you show up. So, Marty, I want to get out of here. You wanted me to go on a diatribe. I did. I lost my mind there for a sec. I kind of blacked out. Um, but, uh, and I, I guess we got kind of somber towards the end. I just, I just hate showing up in these private Facebook groups and seeing all the anti-association stuff. Um, especially when it's, most of it is uninformed. It's, it's a very uninformed opinion, um, that, that tends to hate on the association. And I think, uh, is the association perfect? No. Are we perfect? Absolutely not. Are, is any organization perfect? No. But, um, guys, whether we can, whether you join the association or not, and I encourage you to give it a to give it a chance. Um, you know, give your local state association a chance. Uh, part of the big eye, I think. I think you'll meet a lot of people that will help you grow your business, uh, get some great programs, stuff like that. But um, uh, I, either way, you know, we're, we we have to work together, and however that works, how however that shapes out in your world. So, uh, with that. 
if you want to be part of our crew, which doesn't, you don't have to be an association member to, to come to Elevate. You don't have to be a member of Agency Nation University. You don't have to be an advanced subscriber. You just have to have a badass mindset. You want to get better. You got to be hungry. If you're any of those things and you want to just come have a real good time and learn a lot from people that know what they're talking about, uh, I highly encourage you to check out agencynation.com forward slash elevate one seven. That's agencynation.com forward slash elevate one seven. Buy your ticket today. That guarantees you a spot because guys, if we sell this thing out, which is very possible, um, we can't have any more people. There's just not literally physically not enough space. So when we hit, uh, when we hit about, when we, if, you know, if we get to 300 people, um, that's it. That's all we got. That's, we can't, we literally well, if, can't if we go get, bigger. If we get to 300 people, you're staying down the block and walking through the rain to get to us if it's well, raining that day. Well, it's not the, it's not the rooms. It's the, the room yeah, that I, we're the, in. Yeah, I know. It's, it's both, right? Yeah. So, yeah, so, yeah. so uh, you know, I just, I hope to see you guys there. I think it's going to be awesome. I think it's going to be absolutely awesome. I don't think it's going to be awesome. I know it's going to be awesome. Um, whether it's awesome for you or not will be whether you show up. So, All right, Marty. and hang on, hang on, because you totally forgot your most important job of the whole show. Oh, this is episode number 46, yeah. and if you want to see our article, it's going to be posted in the show notes. Yeah, we're out, we're out of here with outro music. <laughs> <laughs>